Welcome back, everyone, to Life and Lit. This is episode 53. We took a quick break for life there. Um, I think we're going to start doing that a little bit more in 2023. But we are back with, I think, our first double feature of the year, which I always love these episodes because I get to hear about a book that I haven't read. But we're continuing the theme of the month with Black History Month, and we're doing double feature nonfiction with Michelle Obama's Becoming and The Butler by Will Hagen. So before we dive into these two works, I'm Paige. And I'm Sydney. And this is Life and Lit. We did it on one take. We did it. That's how you know life has got me down. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I was a little worried, though, because I was like, either she's going to be so worn out, it's going to just be good, or she's going to, like, get into slap-happy mode where it's going to take 12 takes. So I'm glad it went this way. Yeah. If we had been recording tomorrow after my 4 a.m. wake-up call to drive my horse to the vet, that would have been the slap-happy takes. (laughs) For sure. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for this episode. I flew through Becoming, which I feel like I kind of cheated because we did the double feature last year for Black History Month, and I did Barack Obama's presidential memoir, A Promised Land, but Becoming has honestly been on my list for so long. And it's never been available at my library. And when we were talking about this, I walked past the biography section and there it was. So I felt like it was meant to be. Yeah. And being in a city, you have to smash that up when it's there. Yeah. But I felt like I cheated on Michelle first because her book came out first and I read it second. But I liked it more. So I guess it all worked out in the end. So it evens out. Yeah, exactly. Is this her new book? Doesn't she have a new book that just came out? She does. It's like The Light We Carry. No, Becoming is like her first one, her first memoir. Yeah. Because they had a deal because, you know, they were both going to get book deals first first and publish it first. Oh, good for her. Yeah, I know. You get it, girl. And there's actually a documentary on Netflix about it and like the book tour and everything it's really good oh cool i'll have to check it out i watched that like a year ago (laughs) so before i read the book well my pick was kind of just a library find because i was trying to I was on a time crunch of having to get a book and I was trying not to have to ship one in from another library because I had a book in mind that I wanted to do for this. And then I realized it was not written by a black author. It was about a black person, Mm, um, Henrietta Lacks, and like her contribution involuntary basically to science with stem cells and all of that. And I was super into it. And then I was like, oh, it's not what – written by it was written by a white person so like that kind of defeats the purpose yeah so I had to pivot but I'm really glad that I found this book because I really liked it and it was 
and like I had no idea about this story, even though it is the basis for a movie that was super popular, but I haven't seen the movie. So Yeah, I remember that. And actually I I watched that movie is what I meant by that. Um <laughs> whenever we were doing the introduction, I was like I'm doing Becoming by Michelle Obama and I almost said and Sydney read Lee Daniels the butler and then I was like I don't <laughs> think that was the actual author. No <laughs> well I could tell I was like either she has no clue what book I'm doing or what so <laughs> in there but no I remembered it was the butler but I just it's in my head as Lee Daniels the butler because that's who directed it and that's how it was yes. like prom- marketed and- Yes. Yeah, so I was like, wait, he didn't write it, though. <laughs> so that was just a momentary moment that I had. A momentary moment. Wow, okay. <laughs> Listen, you said it, not me. I was I was going to, but I didn't. So. It's been a bit of a week, and it's only Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, this should be an okay, interesting well, episode. <laughs> I mean, it can only go up. It'll be fine. <laughs> So do you want me to just kick it off? Yeah, let's jump right in. Okay. I have a bedtime tonight, you know. We got to be up early. <laughs> yeah, I have to Skater be up early. Done. We have to go to Bloomington, which is three hours away, and we have to be there at eight. Ew. Yeah, and then we're coming back the same day, and then I have a meeting at 6.30 at night. So. Ew, oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, your day sounds worse than It's we're both gonna have fun days so we're both gonna have great days so let's go we gotta be in bed by nine people let's go (laughs) (laughs) okay so I will dive into my nonfiction pick for this week and like we said earlier I did The Butler A Witness to History by Will Haygood From Guggenheim and National Endowment for the Humanities fellow, Will Haygood, comes a mesmerizing inquiry into the life of Eugene Allen, the butler who ignited a nation's imagination and inspired a major motion picture, Lee Daniels, the butler. With a foreword by the Academy Award-nominated director Lee Daniels, the butler not only explores Allen's life and service to eight American presidents, from Truman to Reagan, but also includes an essay, that explores the history of black images on celluloid in Hollywood and 57 pictures of Eugene Allen, his family, and the presidents he served. That's so cool. Okay. I like how we both yeah. chose, like, semi-political pieces. Like, it, they're, they weren't yeah. politicians themselves, but you get to see the inside look from their point of view. Yes, and that's what I liked about – so this book – kind of tells his life story and from a firsthand account because Will Haygood got to meet and interview Eugene Allen and his wife. Mm-hmm. But then at the very back of the book, it had a little segment um, on each of the presidents that he worked for and kind of their um, stance and issues in their White House related to civil rights. So that was super interesting because oh, I cool. love – history and I feel like sometimes I mean some of these presidents I forget about (laughs) so it's like oh learning some new things absolutely yes but this but um this book follows the story of Eugene Allen 
who is a butler who, like we said in the introduction, worked for eight U.S. presidents. He worked there for like 30 some odd years. Um, Yeah, it was Truman, Eisenhower, JFK, LBJ, Nixon, Ford, Carter, and Reagan. Can you imagine JFK that like... No, and that's one of my favorite stories. So I'll just go ahead and tell it because <laughs> we all know, we all know I'm a little like, I love the Kennedys. I'm into that. And so when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh. And there was a story where um, Eugene talked about how obviously that was a horrible time and everyone was very somber and sad. Yeah. And so he had this idea to throw a tea party for the kids for Caroline Aww. and John Jr. And they had a picture of it. And so he like organized this little tea party where they could bring some of their friends into the White House and just tried to make a bright spot in the midst of this really sad time for them. And I just thought that was the sweetest thing I have ever that heard. Is. Yeah. That's so touching. Yeah. And there was this book is peppered with a lot of little stories like that, which I think is so fascinating. And really just shows how the staff people in the White House, like, you get such an up-close look to the president and their family. And what average Americans think of as, like, I mean, not celebrities, but really powerful people and awe-inspiring people. And yet they become, like, friends and family with the people that work there in the White House. Yeah. So cool. But the basis for this book and the movie started off with an article that Will Haygood wrote for the Washington Post because he's a Washington Post writer. And it happened right when Obama was being elected and he had been kind of following that campaign trail, super invested in it. And he wanted to find an African-American who had worked in the White House and kind of talk like interview them about what it means to have a black president and so he was going through he kind of talks about in the book how there was some roadblocks about how like at first he couldn't really get anyone to give him a list of white house employees because of security reasons and different things but he finally got through to someone in all of his contacts that says oh you should try to contact eugene allen he was a butler so then he has to, he calls like 50 Eugene Allens and finally gets a hold of one. And because they didn't even know if this guy was still alive, where he yeah. was at, he only had his name. And so he finally gets him on the phone and he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm the Eugene Allen you're looking for. And he lived there in DC. And so Will goes over to interview him and tells the story about how he's meeting with Eugene and his wife, Helene. I think it's, it's either Helen or Helene, but it's spelled like I would say Helene. So that's what I'm going to go with. And I hope that it's right. (laughs) But he sits down with them and starts talking about his life in the White House. And he writes how he was really surprised that there was only one picture of like tying him to a president in their home. Yeah. And he's like, it just kind of shocked me because he talks, he's so proud of his job and what he's done. And his wife is so proud that they were like this part of history for so many times, yet there's only one photograph in their living room of it. Yeah. And so he talks to him for a little bit and then Helene is like, well, 
why don't you take him downstairs? And so when he goes downstairs, that is where the shrine to like every president is. I and it was love funny, it. Like, they wanted to gain his trust a little bit and kind of feel him out and see what his intentions were with this article before they showed him, you know, they're downstairs, which is where he had all kinds of photographs, signed letters, like artifacts that the presidents had given him. Wow. Um, signed notes, birthday cards, like per- really personal things. Yeah. And so I thought that was so cool. So he writes this whole article kind of telling their story and interviewing him about you know on the eve of obama's election hopefully or at that time hopeful election how would this feel to have a black man in the white house from your perspective and goes through this whole thing and he develops a close relationship with this couple where he starts like checking on them and dropping by just to see them and visit so eugene or not eugene will hagan the journalist gets a call the morning of election day in 2008 from um their son i can't remember if he called them to check on him or they he called will either way they get a call and they find out because the whole thing of the article was they both talked about how they were so excited to to go on election day and cast their vote for barack obama and what that would feel like and all of that and they get a call that his wife helene passed away the night before oh my god the night before election day and but Eugene Allen says, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go cast my vote and do oh it for both of us. Gosh. I'm yeah. heartbroken. I know. And so Will like writes this article, it blows up because that literally sounds like something from a movie. Like yeah. honestly. Sounds like something from a movie. So this article blows up, and that article was the basis for the movie, The Butler. Which I hadn't seen. So I was like, oh, now this piques my interest. I don't know if this came out when it came out. I think like 2014 or something. The book or the movie? The movie. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. I don't go to a lot of movies. After I worked at the movie theater <laughs> and got in for free for everything. After that, I'm like, I don't want to pay for a movie anymore. <laughs> and then it's I lived spoiled. in Amish land. Where I couldn't stream anything ever. So... I'm like years behind on movies. Yeah. I hadn't seen this and I hadn't heard of this story. And obviously the butler in the film is fictional, but he's based on Eugene Allen and his wife. And I just think it was so cool. So this book does a bit of a deeper dive into their life and the presidents that he worked for. And it tells some of those, um, stories and there's a lot of pictures in there which I also love because yeah I'm a sucker for like I don't know human history stories and so it was so cool to see some of the pictures of them in it uh, like in the White House and interacting with the presidents and all those different things um and then like we like I said in the beginning there it does a little sidebar about like the history of African Americans in film and how it kind of merged how this story was really important and how the creation of the movie was very important and how it came to be uh, with an all-star cast of yeah. black actors like Oprah Winfrey's in it, Terrence Howard, Cuba Gooding Jr., just a ton 
of really great actors. And so it was so interesting. That sounds really good. I yeah, I want to walk back to the library right now and get a coffee. Yeah, and it's like a little short book, but I feel like it covers a lot of ground. And I don't know, you could just feel the connection that Will Haygood had with this couple. Yeah. And so Helene passed away in um oh 2008 well right the day before election day but then after this article came out and it's getting a lot of traction and press um obama invited eugene allen the butler to his inauguration and so will was the one who took him there and i just think i don't know it just showed their really special bond and it tells the story about how eugene he was born in 1919 and how he his very first job was as a houseboy in Virginia. Yeah. And kind of worked his way up through like working at resorts, moving to a country club. He kind of moved around. Hey, they're hiring people down at the white house. And he started at the white house working in the pantry and then worked and worked his way up to be like head Butler. Wow. Yeah. It was a lot. It was like, I can't even, describe all the stories but they talked about um like one photo that they were so proud of was when they were invited to a white house correspondence dinner as guests eugene and his wife and so they mm-hmm. got to get they got to get all dolled up and Aww. kind of be on the other side of the coin and they just talked about how that was one of their proudest moments i love that and it was just I know, like, I wanted to meet these people when I read this book. I was like, oh, my gosh, I wish that – I don't know. That's just such a a special experience and unique experience to have. Absolutely. Yeah. That, I can't imagine that life, but it would be so interesting. Yeah. And, and he, you just – like you said, you get to see the other side of things. Yes. And he talked about how – Um, Eugene was really valued in the White House because he was very discreet. Like he took his job so seriously of things he would overhear and, you know, not wanting to get political about whoever was in office because that, you know, that's his boss. And so he was really well respected for that and how um, he like, used to go golfing with, I think it was Gerald Ford. And then one of them, let him ride up front on Air Force One while they went somewhere. And just all these little stories that I just can't even imagine having like a front row seat to history in that way in an unexpected position. Like, yeah, for you would never, years. yeah, you would never think. I don't know. I feel like the cabinet members and the press secretaries and all of them like get a lot of focus, but really it's the everyday people in the white house that can make such a big impact. Yeah. I love that. I really want to go read it now. Yeah. It was really good. It was like heartwarming tale. I don't know. And like I said, I had, Really, I didn't even know what the butler was, the movie was about. And I had no idea that it was based on a real person. Yeah. I knew so. it was based on a real person, but I didn't know about the article or the book. Yeah. So, yeah, you can um, read the article 
It's up on the Washington Post website, and it's not behind a paywall, so that's good. Oh, so you can read the article nice. that kind of kicked it all off, and then there's also obviously this book, The Butler: A Witness to History. So, so go out and get a copy. It's the definition yeah. of a quick afternoon read at yes, like ninety pages. Yes, it was very short, but there was it. Honestly, I read it. It took me more than one day because it was really dense. Yeah. Especially when it got into some of the, like, deep history stuff. But, um, yeah, it's good. I definitely recommend it. That's so cool. And I love how it ties into my book. Like, and we didn't even plan it. I know. Yeah, it's kind of cool. We both went political on this one. Yeah, but but not. Political, yeah. but not. But not the politicians themselves. Um yeah. You get to see the White House from his point of view. And then I got to read about the White House from Michelle Obama's point of view. Yeah. How cool. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue into your pick. Yeah. So I can do a quick summary. I feel like Michelle Obama's memoir kind of explains itself. But I'll do a quick summary in case you're interested um, in reading about our former first lady. So this is Becoming by Michelle Obama. In her memoir, a work of deep reflection and mesmerizing storytelling, Michelle Obama invites readers into her world, chronicling the experiences that have shaped her. From her childhood on the south side of Chicago to her years as an executive balancing the demands of motherhood and work to her time spent at the world's most famous address. With unerring honesty and lively wit, she describes her triumphs and her disappointments, both public and private, telling her full story as she has lived it, in her own words and on her own terms. Warm, wise, and revelatory, becoming is the deeply personal reckoning of a woman of soul and substance who has steadily defied expectations and whose story inspires us to do the same. That sounds good. It I actually so have good. I have this downloaded on Audible. I just haven't listened to it yet. You should. It's so good. It. I mean, like it like the summary said it starts from her childhood on the south side of chicago all the way up to um just right after the 2016 election is when she wrote it and you know they're in their dc house now not the white house the different dc house and i've walked by that house if it's the same house that they lived in oh i'm sure it'd be all over the news if they lived in a a different home which they might but um it it read very much because like the opening is her like sitting on the back porch of their new home in dc like getting used to being alone because she was it was like brock and the two girls were out of the house at the moment and she hadn't been alone in years there was before the Secret Service and all the staff at the White House, there was all the campaign staff always at their house and the family. And so it very much read like somebody sitting on their back porch after all these amazing events happened and just reflecting on them. That sounds so cool. Yeah. And she, it really surprised me like how much I could relate to her because, you know, she's Michelle Obama. She was the first lady of the United States. Like, how am I supposed to relate to her? But the way she writes it, and I, I don't think this is 
any big secret is like she doesn't like politics she doesn't like to be involved in politics she never wanted that life and then she met Barack Obama and fell in love with him and you know kind of got that life through him but when she was writing about her childhood in Chicago like her and her family so it was her and her older brother and her parents lived in the upstairs of her aunt and uncle's house so Mm -hmm. they had converted it into kind of like two separate apartments and so they were never alone and it was this big family atmosphere and her uncle lived down the street and her grandpa was here and they were always at each other's houses they always ate dinner at her grandparents house after church on sunday uh you know like her cousins were over like she was just part of this big family growing up and that's what she wanted for herself like for the future but it it just read like such a normal story and then it quickly became like this extraordinary story but I don't know I just really related to her on just like the human level because she doesn't like big crowds and she doesn't like to be in front of people and she's very meticulous she likes to have a plan she likes she doesn't you know she likes to be spontaneous sometimes but most of the time she'd rather know what's going on like I just felt like personality wise we were very similar I think it's it goes back to that thing too where I feel like it's so easy to put politicians especially in a high office like up on a different level yeah. But at the, end of the day, they're humans just like us. Yeah. They're just and, people. Yeah. I so that's why I like you know, political memoirs because it kind of adds that level of humanity to yeah. the person that you see a sound clip of or a news clip of on the nightly news that feels so far away, but then when you can read their firsthand personal account, it really drives home that Yeah, they're people just like we are, who just have this extraordinary circumstances. Yeah. And, you know, she had a a relatively normal childhood, but then at some point in her schooling, she was accepted into one of the schools in Chicago, like for gifted children and, you know, kind of more advanced academically. So she would talk about, she had like an hour and a half commute to school like she would have to catch the bus and do this and you know take public transportation and I don't know how she balanced and juggled everything that she did just like throughout her life I kept thinking that as I was reading it but it was also it kind of made me laugh because when she was writing about academics growing up she just made it sounds so simple to get into Princeton and Harvard not simple she just it was just so matter of fact for her and she's like and then I started looking at schools and I was like well I could follow my brother to Princeton like so he did and like those aren't easy schools to get into you know yeah that's not like a common experience yeah I wouldn't say she made it sound easy because if you read you you could see how much effort and work she put into it but it she just wrote so matter of fact about it. And then at Princeton, she was like, okay, like, well, what am I going to do now? I, you know, I'll go to Harvard Law School. So then she applied and got into Harvard Law School. And it was cool to see, like, how she wrote about her time there because she, again, worked nonstop. You know, she had her fair amount of fun, but she was always working, always volunteering, always doing the stuff. 
but still on that track of okay I'm gonna graduate I'm gonna become a lawyer go back to Chicago be this big you know corporate lawyer marry get married settle down have my kids in the city near my family like that's all she wanted she just wanted to have a family she wanted to be by her family and just live this quiet life and then she met for lol yes and I love to see because they were truly friends first like he was she was his mentor at the law firm like she was working at this law firm and he had come for the summer internship while he was still at Harvard Law School because he was there after her um and they truly just like kind of bonded as friends and then you got to read as time went on like the connection that they built and to, to have a love like theirs that is like the ultimate dream and they're such opposites because you know obviously he's all about politics he's very outgoing wants to be with people all the time and she'd rather be at home with her family out of politics that's so funny and I think that's cool to see kind of the backstory yeah of them that's like the most positive you've talked about love in a long time i know I this what is a I good doing? sign what am i doing <laughs> i know well it was, it's cool to read it since i read his memoir and then now hers it's cool to see it from both sides because he was mm-hmm. like michelle hated that i was in politics and she's like i hated that he was in politics like she, <laughs> they agreed on that front and she really like didn't want to put herself out there and rightly so because you know, the internet is a terrible place for a celebrity mm-hmm. or anyone in the spotlight. And she felt like, you know, she liked the side of politics where like the small politics community all about like when they were um, going all around Iowa before the Iowa mm-hmm. caucus and, you know, being in people's living rooms or in town halls and like getting to know people one-on-one. That's what she liked. But when it got to, like, the big speeches and then they'd rip her apart or judge her on how her hair looked or what outfit she was wearing, what color she was wearing, that's when, like, it really got to her. And it would get to anybody. But she was she was just very real and honest about all of it. I loved that it. Sounds, yeah, that sounds so good. She's just so real. She she just keeps it real. That's all I got to say. <laughs> um but yeah cool it was really we'll definitely have yeah it was really good because she you get to read about this extraordinary person um you also get to read about how she went to school she did everything that she thought she was supposed to she's this lawyer she has all these student loans and then she gets like two or three years down the line in her job and she's like oh my god this is not what I want to do I actually hate this Um, and so you get to see her kind of go through that. I think everybody kind of has that moment where you're like, oh, I followed the path and it's not actually what I wanted. What do I do? So you got to see her kind of struggle with that. And like you said, she's just human, but it made her more human to be like, oh, I've gone through that too, you know? And to know that, yeah, everything doesn't always come easy, even though it might look picture perfect like yeah you're the first family you're in the white house but it's 
Uh, which I don't know that anyone would think that that's like picture perfect <laughs> now with how you said the media media rips things apart, but it's still, you know, a goal or something lofty, something inspiring, but to know that it still took, you know, doubt and hard work and failure. And yeah, we've talked a lot of times about in different books that we've read on the podcast about how that's the theme of like being on the path and, what you think you want versus what you actually want. So I like that she translates that into her real life. Yeah. It was just, it was kind of like, I don't know, like I said, it was just her sitting on her back porch, reflecting on everything that happened to her and, you know, the eight to 10 years that Obama was in politics and like in, in the DC area. So I highly recommend it. Even if you're not a political person, I don't personally think this was a super political book. Um, of course, it talks about politics and her involvement, um, but it was just a very human perspective on it all, I think. And oh my gosh, there was something I was like, make sure to say this, make sure to point this out about the book. So, of course, I didn't write it down and I don't remember it (laughs) rookie mistake rookie mistake we've been doing this for 53 episodes and I'm still doing this um but I think at the end of the day like the theme I got from her of course it was like inspirational to read it but she was just this you know woman in Chicago who wanted like at the end of the day she just wanted to be with her family and she wanted what was best for her family and she really stressed that whenever they went to the white house and worrying about the girls. And she's just a very, very selfless person. I love that. Yeah. I love the close. Yeah. How we both like accidentally picked books that give closer look at just everyday normal people. Yeah. One of the crazy stories she told was like, it was like their first date night out after he won um, the election in 2008. And they like went to see a musical in New York, but because now they're under like secret service coverage, it was this whole thing. Like they flew to New York, went to dinner and went to a musical. And then of course were like absolutely ripped apart in the press the next day for it. But she's like, it was then that we kind of realized we wouldn't have normal lives anymore. Like we couldn't do that without it becoming like this big ordeal for the secret service and for the city and for the restaurant we went to and for the musical that we went to. She's like us trying to live our normal lives was disrupting other people's lives. So they had to put that on hold for the eight years there in the white house. That's so crazy. Yeah. I would feel like so smothered. Oh, yeah. I could not handle that. Where, like, you can't even go to the grocery store without people. She couldn't even leave the White House. Like, the night that um, same-sex marriage was legalized, she was like, I heard the people partying in the streets of D.C. and I just wanted to be out there. Like, the the White House was lit up in all the colors. And she's like, I just want to be out there. And she, like broke out of the White House with Malia uh, just so that they could be outside. That is so And she like details it. She's like running from the Secret Service. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Just to get outside, which is like amazing. And I love that she has a memory, but also like, wow, I would feel crazy. 
yeah, I would go crazy feeling so blocked in by all. Yeah. Do you feel like you didn't have a true moment to yourself for eight yeah. to ten years would be Someone was always insane. around the corner. They couldn't drive. You know, yeah. all that stuff. So, Wild. I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. I devoured this book in, like, a couple of days. Cool. Yeah. So I'll have to be sure to listen to it. And then Absolutely. we can compare. Yeah. Let me know. Cool. But I think a solid wrap-up for Black History Month, since we're now skipping a week every month for real life and mental health Mm -hmm. (laughs) reasons Mm -hmm. um i feel like the months fly by and we don't get to cover as much as i would like to but especially still, it's so short yeah it's already a short month but i feel like we did a good a good job with our picks we had i don't know we kind of covered all the bases bases we had a light rum commie read we had a deeper existential existential. yeah and then we had some nonfiction in there so I think we did pretty good yeah and I keep saying this but I will do some posts about some other books I've read by black authors this month my library had a pretty good um display not like aesthetically pleasing but (laughs) they had some good recommendations and so I actually grabbed a few um, that I didn't cool. think, you know, that I wouldn't normally read if they didn't put them out there on display. So that's something yeah. else I encourage people to do is like go up to the library displays and maybe pick up a book you hadn't planned on reading. Yes, that's what I love. My library does a good job of like kind of the same way. They're not aesthetically pleasing, <laughs> <laughs> but putting out displays for themes for throughout the month so obviously they did black history and they have some really good extra resources like fun books so i'll post some of those because i grabbed some freebie copies um that they had so yeah we definitely encourage you to check out your local library and pick up something out of your comfort zone and out of your realm even if it's i mean that's what a good time like this is for that's what black history month is for to challenge yourself to read something different than you would normally read um even if you don't read it now in the month of february just put it on your list and try to challenge yourself to read something different absolutely i know i've always been glad i read the book that i didn't expect to pick up that day yes absolutely i've always enjoyed it yes cool Well, thank you all for listening and thanks for following along with us this month and these last few weeks. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Life and Lit Pod. That's where we'll post a lot of our book content and some of the books that we have coming up. You can leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to and please be sure to um, like and subscribe to our show wherever you're listening. You can send us an email at lifeandlitpod at gmail.com and be sure to interact with us over on Instagram because we love getting to talk with other book readers and book lovers throughout the internet world. So coming up for March, we are going to shift gears with some fun lineups 
And I don't know. I'm excited about our March lineup, too. I'm really excited. Yeah. Especially the first book, which I just read. Yes. Yes. A little teaser. It's by one of our repeat authors who has a mini series coming out based on one of their best-selling novels. Yes. So there's a a hint hint for you. And I'm so excited for the (laughs) miniseries. Me too. I, yeah, we'll get it. We'll get into that into March, but we're very excited. So until next time, until next month, happy reading. Happy reading. Mm -hmm.